Previously on Life's Bought a Song. Pansexual polyamorous werewolf. They're, they're introducing, <laughs> yep, and we're going to put a pin in this because we're not going to talk about the third movie <laughs> just yet. Yeah, we're, we're keeping it. We're keeping it on, on a back burner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember this, everyone. Until the next episode. Let, let this topic simmer. When we get to number three, get ready. Um, <laughs> get ready, everyone. That's get ready. So, let's put a song so you can sing along with a special guest star two. or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me today finishing out the zombies trilogy it's shady everyone yay did this need to be three movies we'll talk about it yes uh (laughs) that's my answer to your your question yes um (laughs) so zombies three came out in 2022 such a much needed film uh the (laughs) screenplay is still by david light and joseph rasso directed by paul hohen uh and according to imdb zed anticipates an athletic scholarship while addison is gearing up for seabrook's international cheer off competition then suddenly extraterrestrial beings appear around seabrook causing more than friendly competition that's that's so interesting that the Zed thing is the first line of that summary because it's it's just such an afterthought <laughs> in well, the movie proper. Because I think it's because Kylie Russell, Eliza, was mm-hmm. pregnant during filming of this. And so I feel like they were like, fuck, we have to combine these because the way that they're putting pressure on Zed to be the first zombie to go to college, I'm like, but he's a a dum-dum in the last two movies there have not been any academic achievements by him i'm gonna push this out there though because the zombies are an allegory for a certain class of people that have historically been oppressed in this country athletic scholarships for a very long time were seen as the best way for people to get into schools that they would otherwise not be even considered for so there is they are hitting at something there that he's only worth his his athletic achievements okay they don't do anything with it it's just there and also eliza is smart enough that she does not need to go to college she can go she's interning for the z band company or whatever yeah and then therefore we don't get to have her actually provide any political or social commentary in this movie which is sorely lacking because there's no eliza to do it and like props to them for still giving her something to do but you know what she should have been on that set and just had like a backpack that she always wore in the front or something or they never do a full body shot of her easy (laughs) simple have her sitting at the cafeteria table and everyone goes to her like yeah Come on. You know, but 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 you know, so I I guess props to them for not firing her, not not keeping her right. out of the job. Um, but you know, I would have liked to have seen her integrated into the movie better than what we got because 
I didn't call her out as a favorite character in the previous two episodes. Rewatching this movie, I was like, damn, Eliza really is a super important character. And she's well, not like, doing it here. We talked in the previous two episodes, we did talk a lot about her, but yeah, it feels feel like. Because like, we kept calling out Bonzo and Brie because they're the fun characters, and Eliza, I guess, is less fun, but she's a lot more integral to the actual themes. Yeah, because she. Like Addison being a, a total dummy, um, are the ones that are talking about the sh- social justice yeah. issues and everything. Yeah, she she gets to especially in the second one, she gets to be a big part of the moral compass of these movies. Mm-hmm. And but in this one, we get aliens, which yeah. I'm seeing two metaphors for that we're still on racism but also a little xenophobia yeah well i mean the term alien it turns out has two meanings meanings. (laughs) so they they were like we're not even trying this time we're just we're it's pandemic everyone (laughs) it's pandemic however however i can't find Surprisingly, these three movies are written in the 21st century when we have a technological boom and they have zero internet presence. Mm. There isn't a shit, like I was expecting a shitload of facts, like, you know, at least I can find the songwriters easily uh, online. I can't, I didn't find them online. And I I ran out of time to like go back at the end and look for her the 7,000 names that wrote these <laughs> yeah. 10 songs. Well, I'm going to, and this is purely anecdotal, the data that I'm using to back this up, but I think in about 10 years, we're going to see a huge resurgence for these movies because they are very popular with the like third grade and undercrowd. <laughs> so it's going to be, it's going to be like how Hocus Pocus was with us. Yeah, it's going to be a big nostalgia thing in about 10 years, I think, because this is not to the same degree as High School Musical. Um, I think they definitely tried. They tried. They tried. Um, and I they don't were, think, and I think has... they were close. They, they I were think they're close. the closest out of all of the other yeah. DCOMs, at least that I've seen. I haven't seen yeah. them, though. I do. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not like a big Disney Channel person. I never have been. Um I mostly know these through babysitting and now I work at a school. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and the Descendants movies were also very big. And I feel like those had a bigger presence online because for older audiences, there was sort of like a morbid curiosity factor because of the premise of those movies. Yes. Like there's already a built-in audience for Disney villains and it's like, well, that's a stupid premise that they all have children now. Let's watch it and see what they do with it. And um, and like they got some big named for the yeah, to play big uh, names to play to the Hocus, adults. Yeah, yeah, going back to Hocus Pocus, 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 yes, Hostess, Pocus. Uh, they got Kathy and Jimmy in it. There's Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Oh, there's other other people too. Yeah, there's a lot of other people, like, those are the two big <laughs> names that, like, I, I think they got in the millennials and the theater crowds. That yeah. intersectionality got into yeah, that. But this one... This, I think, is more contained just to the actual Target demo, which is why I think 
in about 10 years when they're using social media on their own, there's going to be a big like, hey, guys, remember this? And it's going to be like, like we're kind of living through a twilight resurgence right now. It's going to be that. <laughs> um, but, but I actually like the third one. <laughs> this one, this movie that we're ta- about to talk about. Because, 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 because. Yeah. It's purely because the music and the choreography slap so fucking hard. And oh. I don't know if, I don't know why. Like the other two, that's, there's some that's slappage. Because I, I kind of have the opposite opinion. This is my least favorite of the three. I still like it. And I think the music is a big step down in this one. What? There's like, I feel like there's so much less music. And when we get to, well, I'll talk about it later. But we, when we get to songs in your life's playlist, I've got two. <gasps> I listened to this album. I was listening to this album before we... <laughs> Like, I know you love the song Alien Invasion, but it's, like, half cringe to me. I like the aliens part, but everything else, I'm like, oh, this is, skip through it, skip through it. Where's the alien part? <laughs> like, I just, I want an edit of this song that's just the aliens. I don't Where they basically are talking it. about what, what their want is. It's their I want song. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I think, I think, uh, I think for me... <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, okay. I, I think it's also because of the camp factor. Like, it's not okay. I could see that. I could see that because there's there's a lot. I don't, of... I don't agree, but I see it. You know what I mean? You understand my thought process now. I I empathize. Yes. Okay. Because there's that's how I feel about Zombies Two. Zombies Two is my favorite, even though I also think it's very flawed. I mean, this is flawed. Don't get me wrong. There's parts huh. where there's parts they're, from just like flawed. Uh, there's parts from just like Addison. Do you ever learn? Like, or, do you have a brain in there? Did did Zed eat your brain? Is that what's happening? And then yeah. this, especially with this, like this one had a lot of good things in in my opinion. Like we have, um, we, we're so we're introduced to the there's three main aliens and one of them is. Aspen, played by Terry Hugh, who, um, I'm fucking up their last name, but <laughs> Terry is a non-binary person, and they brought that Ooh. into the movie, which yeah. I was like, you know what, that's awesome that they are using yeah, they I, pronouns. Yeah, I appreciate that, but I did notice on this watch through they only actually refer to them by pronouns once in the movie. Every other time they refer to them, it's as Aspen. There's like only like one line where they actually say they. Really? I could have sworn there was a couple other times, but no, no, there's when, when they're talking, when people are talking about their crush on Zed. Yeah, that's the time. But then there's another time before that. I mean, maybe, maybe there was another time and I thought they were talking about the aliens as a collective. Mm. so they meant the plural they but i appreciate that they kept that and like respected the performer and uh their pronouns and everything but it's also like one of those where i'm like i can't give you full credit because you also made this a character who's an alien yes so any parents who are uncomfortable if their kids say is that a boy or a girl they can say that's an alien instead of saying yeah that's somebody who's not a boy or a girl but you yeah. know that's also I I, I put steps. my little we're taking baby steps and they are still queer character as well. 
because yes. they have a crush on Zed and then a crush on Willa. And that's very clear. That's not something you could sidestep. No. So and full props for that. I wonder if this is the first decom to do that. I, I It's got to be. Well, listeners, if you're into decoms and you know more than I do, let me know. You know the socials by the end of it. I do know. And I think it was before this. They had a TV show called Andy Mac. It was like the traditional Disney Channel setup where there's the one character and then they have a boy who's a friend and a girl who's a friend. And that's like the main trio. And in Andy Mac, her best friend, who's a boy, I know because that was it was a big controversy. I know that that character was supposed to be gay and at one point said, I have a crush on a boy. Um, and and that was a big controversy. And then and there's I think High School been, Musical, the musical, the series that have sure. queer characters. Okay. I have not watched that. Great to know that. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. There, there's um, actually two there's been like... male identifying characters that date. Oh, nice. I okay, believe they're good. cis men. But I don't know. Okay. All right. That's very good. So we are taking those baby steps, but you know, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and with you know, the, the last two movies and this one, we're, le- we're, we're learning that Disney is like, we're teaching a generation <laughs> how to not be racist. <laughs> yeah. We're, do- we're doing it uh, again with, with, you know, some flawed allegory, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and you know what? It's bet. It's still the allegory is still better than the first one. <laughs> so there's a lyric in Exceptional Zed which I love, but <laughs> but I'm not sure. It's Principal Lee's line where she says that speaking zombie is a dead language. Now, is that it's her? A solid- pun it's a solid pun i was wondering if it was that or if it was her being racist because of her next line where she's like oh i know and you're like are you being a little <sighs> racist right now well, by calling their language dead or is it a pun or is it somewhere in the middle because also in that song and uh, we've had we've had it out with principal lee already we, so. and and also in that song bucky well but it turns out, it turns out. <laughs> are we taking these movies too seriously? Well, if we're we're following the fucking metaphors that they are setting up for us. <laughs> okay. okay, just we checking. Are, we are deconstructing. I'm not insane, right? We're not insane. We're normal about this. Oh, I'm insane. But because I listened, <laughs> I listened to this album on the reg. So I had a lot of time to think about this before okay, this was assigned. <laughs> the one like piece of information that I did find out is that Addison's dad, Dale, that's his name. Never knew that. It's Great. his father who was a victim at uh, at the initial zombie attack in the first movie. And that is why Bucky is like not trusting of zombies because he is part of that side of the family. Yeah, he's not part alien. He is not part alien. He he's is not the- finding out per this uh, metaphor here that he is a quarter Colombian or something. I mean, Addison clearly is that white person who's like, mm, I just did a 23 in me and I just found out that I'm a, <laughs> I'm a quarter, some, I'm an eighth of something. And <laughs> that's now my, my whole he- personality. You know what it is? I'm going to tie it in with another musical series. Crazy <laughs> Ex-Girlfriend, Daryl oh, Whitefeather. 
Oh yeah, he is Daryl Whitefeather. That that's what she she was kind of in a uh, zombies too. She was reminding me of several white girls I know, very very white 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 girls, uh, who, you know, our family thinks that like my great 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 grandmother was actually like a quarter Cherokee. So I'm a Native American. But this is like her finding out that she's like yeah, she's actually an eighth just... Chinese or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something so <laughs> different. That yeah, like, then, then right. It's not at all the culture that she was raised in, but now she's gonna make it her culture, her whole identity. Yeah, <laughs> which you know what? That's fine. That's your prerogative. If I, I found out that I was like a 16th Ashkenazi Jew, and I was like, look, I am. Let me go on a birthright now. <laughs> do, do I get a bat mitzvah? <laughs> um. um but I did write for Exceptional Zed, the reprise. It just shows that Seabrook is a microcosm. Even though they're actively unlearning how to be racist, the rest of the world hasn't caught up to them. Ergo, why Seabrook is the true utopia that the aliens are looking for. Mm. Because <laughs> in that scene, we get the um, the recruiter from the college, whatever, Mountain View or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't remember. Um, Blue Mountain State. Yeah. They're a little like uneasy about having us their first zombie. And I was just like, (laughs) oh, right. Like even, even if Bucky is (laughs) taking one step forward and two steps back, every sequel of this stupid franchise. You know what? Less of him in this one though. So it's, this one has less of all the secondary characters, really. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it focuses it so, yeah, a lot ACs on the... are barely in it. Bree's barely in it. Where the ACs... What the... <laughs> what happened? Like, how much time, first of all, passed between Zombies 2 and Zombies 3? And then also, the ACs are now like, hey, Addison, we're all like besties, right? Because yeah. Bucky's now still in high school with us yeah that's another thing the acs and bucky definitely felt like they were at least one year ahead of addison if not more in the first movie and now they're all graduating together maybe all four of them got held back i don't know no judgment from me they're They're very yeah they're not they're they're cheer focused what did you think though so you didn't like the songs but did you like at least the choreo oh yeah the choreo is great I, so, I really, and that's part of, like, again, I like the alien invasion song, just the aliens part. Their choreo was like, love it. Love that it's all robotic. Cool. So love now it. we have our third choreographer of the whole franchise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his his name is Don Draco Johnson. Um, okay. He is also credited for choreographing Step Up, All In, Ghostbusters 2016, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, and Haunted Mansion 2023. I don't know what he choreographed in any of those. And then there's other, he has a whole list of uh, credits. Well, Haunted Mansion, I did see, I don't remember any of it, but I'm sure they did a ballroom scene because that's one of the main scenes in the ride. Ghostbusters, I remember there's a whole dance that happens. I don't remember that. I remember, yeah, there's a whole ghost (laughs) dance and Chris Hemsworth does a dance with them. 
because he's oh you know what i do kind of remember chris hemsworth with the glasses being a himbo uh, but the the conjuring the devil made me do it i just thought it was funny and i wanted i want i wanted your reaction which is what you gave me and you're giving me this face that you're just like i don't understand what's happening (laughs) um also this is the most expensive decom that they produced so far ever ever it was it was it cost 40 million dollars you know what i will say for the most part i will put a pin in that and revisit it later because there's one area where i think they lack but for the most part i do think you can see the budget on screen they at least were using different cameras because everything looked cleaner i honestly think they were going for a high school musical three where they were going to put it out in theaters but because mm. of the pandemic, they were just like Disney Plus. Yeah, it helps promote Disney Plus. I know, I know at least a few parents who got Disney Plus because their kids wanted to see Zombies Three. Oh my god! I know at least two parents, <laughs> and I just watched it because we were talking about the first two movies. <laughs> you introduced me to the series. You did this. You I did, did oh this. No, this is a bed of my own making. Yeah, but this is the best one, in my opinion, because I love the music. I don't know why. No, it's just something about it hits you. Like, ain't no doubt about it. Now that, that's a fucking bop. That and is I was a just, bop and a half. That's like, like, I think the one song across all three movies that I'm like, that's like a definitive groove. You but, can not dance groove to that song and you watch it and they're on the the seesaws and you're like yes this makes sense this choreo but also i wrote down god damn the choreography these two are stars because this is the one that made me realize that the those two our leads milo Milo, manheim and meg donnelly are fucking triple threats even though their vocals are have been touched by auto tune so like much. Have. Everyone's have at this point. Yes, and all, but they like, can and take vocal lessons. They can take vocal stronger. lessons. They but like they at least have. It sounds like they have a base, uh, yeah. a base level. Um, and then they're acting. Well, it's a decom. They know what they're in. I haven't seen them in other things, so I can't really speak to them as actors. But like they're doing the job. Yeah, I've seen each of them at least in a TV show that I thought they were both very good in. She was in a sitcom called American Mom or American Housewife or something like that. And she was very funny in that. And he's in School Spirits, which is a show that I'm obsessed with. And he's very good in that. He's also very, he's like the comic relief in that. But he's also like, he serves some like real drama too. But then the goddamn choreography happens. I mean... And you're like, kids are two stepping all over the place. And I'm like, what's, oh my God. And you're like, on Broadway. And like this one number, I mean, Alien Invasion as well, but like this one number blows the other two movies out of the water. This is choreography wise. Favorite. Oh, yeah. But even just music wise, I think this might be my favorite song across all three movies. So, similar to what I said about Zombies 2, I think this one has a high ceiling, but a low floor. Whereas the first one is a little more even. It, the highs aren't as high, the lows aren't as low. Except yeah, for the well, metaphor. The metaphor is extremely broken. But Yeah, but the first one was like laying the groundwork to yeah. then get to this one. But it, 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 like the lyrics too are just 
all of them they're insane if you really like pay attention to some of them because like there's a sides there's an alien invasion uh where zed is like oh they picked today of all days let's run and hide addison and she's she just goes thanks anyway boo and i'm like what the fuck in exceptional zed they used zombie language as a line and then he rhymed it with a with an english word like i was like what is happening now you're understanding more about unfolding yes but again it's it's i understand and i understood before but here's (laughs) the thing is that i view all of those things as a negative because i think the lyrics are cringy and they make me cringe (laughs) when i hear them and i'm like why would you write that why? Why so thanks anyway, boo? It. Thanks anyway, boo. Get out of here. Who has said boo in the last 15 years? What teenager has said boo? What teenager? And uh, the other one that gets me every time, and it's a refrain that repeats in the song, is it's kind of scary though. But, but, but kinda it's kind of cool. cool. I read that down too. <laughs> It's so bad, I almost love it, but actually, I just hate it. <laughs> See, I love it. Um, but and I wrote, wrote down in, during Alien Invasion to not really to kind of give the the members of Seabrook a little leeway if we're going with just like their outer space aliens, not yeah. the metaphor. They're yeah, outer space and aliens. They do come in in a way that appears hostile. Yes, I was. I, I mean, I there. Okay. I wrote down that there's a lot of alien movies where the aliens say that they're friendly, but they end up like trying to take over the world. So like, right. and they did. They did like make their power go out. They created a big crater. Uh huh. There was the Close Encounters moment with Bonzo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the RuPaul jump scare alone. We're here. Can we? <laughs> Why are you inflicting more RuPaul upon us? I fucking love it. That RuPaul do, is the voice of mother. I do too. <laughs> I do too. But also. I fucking. It, I think the first time I, I flipped a table in excitement. Because I was just like, what happened? Like, you saw me bounce around when you brought yeah. him up. And I was just like. Like. Like this, this is the queerest thing I've seen from Disney ever. Because it's, you've got RuPaul, you've got Terry, queer. you've got yeah. Aspen falling in love with everyone. Yeah, you've got which was like Willow was already serving sapphic to begin with because she's always wearing a leather vest with like a leather arm cuff. So she's already very sapphic. But now we're bringing that to the text instead of the subtext. I'm and and I'm still unclear if Wyatt might be by or pan because there is that moment in zombies too where he does flirt with bonzo so oh you're right you know what i think i think i think all of the monsters it's fair to say i think by or pan is like the norm for them and hetero or homo is like the the outlier yeah they're all much more aware of their spot on the kinsey scale is that what I want to say? Is that what I want to say? You said it. Okay. We're going with it. So I teased Shady that there is one song in this movie that sounds like it's from another Disney, a former Disney star. Mm-hmm. For copyright purposes, 
I am cutting them out of the episode, but I'm going to play them and I will tell you, the listener, what to listen to. So I'm going to talk about Come On Out, which is the werewolves song. Bop. The werewolves get a song in this movie. The zombies do not, the cheerleaders do not, and the aliens do not get their own song. I'm just putting that out there. The aliens, though, get Utopia, which is their cheer routine. And I'm like, okay, but like, that's not a real But the, the only word is Utopia. Utopia. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So <laughs> that little jingly part sounds like Lindsay Lohan's rumors. Oh my God, it totally does. well that explains why i love that song right two reasons because i i love werewolves this has been established and i love lindsay i mean who doesn't love a good lilo so that that's i I think this is them being like we're gonna borrow from Lindsay. (laughs) so with by the power of editing (laughs) i'm gonna cut a lot of that out because even though it did it failed on my end we got we got there um (laughs) but like that one i wrote is this song about how xenophobic they are (laughs) because if you listen to the lyrics (laughs) yes but well here's the thing the werewolves already have an issue with people coming into their land and them trying to be friendly and share it and Mm -hmm. getting instead oppressed and their elders being killed off and being treated like monsters and outcasts for all their troubles i may cut this but i also wrote down like are the werewolves supposed to be ice or something no they're no they're chasing they just, the aliens and yes but they have already been the victims of colonization okay so they have an actual precedence for fighting i'm also i'm part of the anti-werewolf defamation league um werewolves are cool i like them they are never wrong but, but no it is like the the werewolves are decidedly more antagonistic in this movie than but what, than they what, probably should be I feel like the the one of the big issues is, and this is a lo- a big issue that I have with a lot of movies, like mm. not not with a lot of like questy kind of movies, where like all you have to do is just ask for help right away. Yeah. It took them forty minutes or a couple of days in the movies universe to ask for help. They needed to just be like, listen, we got this message. It came from here. Yeah, here's the situation. Here's the situation. You know what? Let's not do the cheer competition because we already did that in the first movie. Remember that? Which that's going to be one of my big flats. And I was just like, (laughs) why are they making such a big deal about this cheer competition that Addison put together? Like, did they get a note that Zombies 2 didn't have enough cheer in it or something? Because I feel like they did a good job of kind of that was just sort of a background detail that there were a bunch of cheerleaders and they were the popular ones in the school, but it didn't actually matter. And then it's like, we want it to matter again. Although we, we need it to be like a big thrust, a big narrative thrust. I did like, I did like the, the cheer uniforms in this one. I did too. Uh, and they, that's also 
like the sparkly ones you mean like with the all of them or yeah all the across the board the better cheer uniforms um not crazy about the capri pants but that's just a personal thing i thought they were better than zombies too that's they were much better than zombies too fun fact same costume designer we always improve. We are always improving. We are always evolving. I also so congratulations. So when I'm finally me, the the cheer song that Addison sings. Yeah. I wrote I just wrote down, I'm surprised if there's still rhinestones left in the world after seeing these cheer uniforms. <laughs> well, it's a that's like because again, I, I have three nieces who are all cheerleaders. Um, and my oldest niece is a very serious competitive cheerleader like also uh-huh. a competitive cheerleader and that is like the trend right now in competitive cheer is like the shoulder cutouts and the rhinestones everywhere and glitter everywhere that's what they all look like i feel days. like shiny was always a thing shiny was always a thing but the actual rhinestones are at least when my sisters so we're talking 20 years ago were competitive cheerleaders the rhinestones weren't as big of a feature and the cutouts were definitely not a thing but shiny was still a, a thing shiny was a thing got yes. it um you want to look flashy you're catching their eyes so so can they do that loop de loo lindy flippy flippy floppity thing that she I does don't know. i don't know if that's what they call it but i mean my my oldest niece she is a flyer and she does like Things that are like honestly shocking that any human can do, let alone a twelve-year-old. Because <laughs> when she, when Addison flies in the air and does the really bad CGI flip, it's yeah. like, Whoa. yeah, See, I think I'm pretty sure that's just one of those things that is physically impossible. <laughs> what? It's not real. Is that what you're telling me? That this whole that long ass flip that has the word lindy in it for whatever reason is not real <laughs> how you know, we're dare just, you let's throw out references to charles Lindbergh. why not but like it is surprising what some people can do in the air it's a little terrifying um so i believe this is the last film in the franchise i have not seen anything about a zombies 4 anywhere mm. however comma there are two different animated series oh i thought you were going to talk about the animation at the end we got it we're going to put a pin in that because i have okay okay well so with the zombies franchise there's first addison's moonstone mystery which is like a short that's supposed to deal with zombies 2 it came out in 2022 uh 2020 um but then there are two series called zombies the reanimated series there's the shorts (laughs) that's actually funny (laughs) sorry right props that's good there's the shorts that are happening actually as we speak um or they may have finished by the time this episode comes out not really sure uh imdb according to imdb uh it's an animated short form series that continues the adventures of fan favorites Zad Allison Addison and C- and the Zebra crew from the hit Zombies franchise. If you look at it, it seems like it's an anthology in a way. And they are voicing the characters. Yeah. Like, 
okay that that's good we're keeping the consistency of the cast but we're not forcing them to dedicate themselves to right choreography lessons and the music lessons and the the shoot i'm not sure if it is a musical series imdb does not uh, classify it as such okay but they still wouldn't be doing doing the choreo and the actual physical shoot with the because they they do yeah i do think the makeup in this one is pretty good too uh this one and zombies too i think the makeup is a lot better than the first zombies but that also comes with a budget increase those goddamn wigs though those wigs those goddamn wiggy wiggy wigs (laughs) uh but then there's a say blue is addison's color though she looks much better with blue hair than white hair but that wig was still wigging put a pin in that let me just finish this real quick there's another zombies reanimated series that's coming out next year allegedly in 2024 um it's a spinoff series from the shorts that i just mentioned but what it looks like on imdb it is basically this third movie where they're talking about aliens coming to earth so i don't know but hmm. maybe it'll like take the chance to explore the actual integration yeah maybe i'm not i'm not sure me but to take a pin out of what you were um at the end of this movie they do a epilogue yeah so there's this movie bookends it starts like the other two movies started with the comic book style animation about being like this is what this movie's about hey yo and then uh or like in case you missed it this is what's happening but at the end of this movie there's they're like hey we totally stopped racism and now we're including all monsters so vampires mermaids everyone yeah i i I would have loved to have seen like a minotaur in the background i (laughs) want one of these animate reanimated series to (laughs) be about fucking vampires because singing vampires would be amazing that's I, I I I want to see like some underutilized monsters, like I I would love to see some like swamp things, not mermaids, swamp things, um, or other aquatic creatures that yeah or yeah satyrs that'd be dope, um, yes. uh, gargoyles, okay, like, living breathing gargoyles like something we have not seen a hundred times in movies before, you know. As How do we feel about done, mummies? Where are we with mummies? Mummies can get an episode, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there's the potential for some uh, cultural insensitivity with mummies, but Uh also also you could, you know what? Good commentary on class because mummies were the highest class people in their respective Uh... cultures. So, but you know, mummies could be fun. I do like these movies, but like zombies as a concept, I think I think it's just we've run the gamut on zombies as a concept. We're done with them as a culture for a while. Let's pack away the zombies. I could always do with more werewolves, but you know what? I could also be fine if we do wear cats instead, wear jaguars, wear horses. Let's turn into <laughs> other animals too. Wear horses. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Why just stick with wolves? There's, there's all cultures have a different version of werewolves, but they're not always wolves. Sometimes people turn into bears. 
Let's let's do a wear bear. A wear bear. Wear bear. <laughs> a cocaine wear bear. Uh huh. It's a solid movie title pun. Mm-hmm. It is not a reference to anything but a movie. <laughs> um, but shady, is there anything else though you want to? I... Did we actually talk about this movie? <laughs> I think we did, right? I blacked out. I, th- the last I think 40 our minutes. conversation was exactly as focused as the story of this movie. <laughs> yeah, because you have Addison finally figuring out. Oh, other pin out her wig. Her, the oh, second the wig. wig. The second wig, wig. The blue wig, where it is blue and white, and it's got. I was like, that is a beautiful wig. I also thought the style, like the styling of it, suited her face very well. Like yeah, the way it was like pulled, pulled the, the the pulled back, half back. Got a little wave going because her yeah. her white hair wig it looked bad. <laughs> it looked it looked dead. Yeah, to not it's, make a pun, but kind of make a pun. You know what? It's it's the middle part, and that she herself is so pale, and it's a white wig, so it blends directly into. And you like can see the lace. No you can see, see the lace. Yeah. But it also blends directly. And the middle part is not helping with that. I bet that wig look, would have looked minimum 50 times better if you just did a side part. But side parts are not the style right now. Or so what if they that. kept the middle part but had like waves or something? Because it just looked limp and sad. Yeah. It looks kind of dead. And like, what is what is that one alien's name? Ali? Ali, Ali, yeah. Um, she's got the wiggiest wig. Like you cannot tell me that that's not a wig. With the bang, the bang, the, the bang. bang. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like Aspen and Alan, um, the other two main aliens. I feel like they sprayed their hair. I couldn't. Yeah, they their it, hair it looked like a wig. It looked like either a spray or a dye. Yeah. It felt real. And then, like, our werewolves had pieces, had, like, little clipping pieces, it looked like. Yeah. Oh, what's her, what's, what's the sister's name? Zoe? Zoe. Zoe had a, a wig. Yeah. <laughs> also, she's a very young child, so I wonder how much time she actually had on set, like, legally. Well, this is also a pandemic movie, so I have to give them credit as well for having giant group dance numbers yeah during a pandemic movie i mean even if this was filmed like in january 2020 and it took forever to release because they were figuring things out trying to to hold it off reschedule some things that were supposed to be theatrical um but i doubt it because the second one came out in 2020 oh yeah if this was shot during covid props to whoever their covid captain was because that's I mean it's a big ensemble to have to like keep everyone safe and healthy. Yeah, and they were in a lot of scenes. Yeah. They are fully dancing that whole time. So no, let's not let's look out for our respiratory health. There's a health and safety manager listed, but I think that's just a thing that they have. Oh, there's two. So there's health and safety a manager and a health and safety set monitor. I the mm, that's got to be the COVID cap. Those got to be I'm the just COVID people. Saying COVID captain, I don't, I don't think that's a real term. I think that's a thing I made up. It's just a co the the COVID team. But yeah, the team. 
Yeah. Yeah. Check temperatures every day. Yeah, and 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 administer tests and all that. Yeah. Swab. I feel like for being a COVID movie with a massive cast, I think they did a a decent job. Yes, it's all over the place, but I mean, like making it feel like it's not a COVID movie. Yeah, I could watch this in 20 years and not know that this was a COVID movie. And there are some movies with much higher budgets, much higher budgets that are way more obviously COVID movies than this. Yeah. They did a really good job of hiding it, especially for a TV movie, even a high budgeted one. I mean, did you see all the Hallmark movies that were released that Christmas season? Because woof. They must have bubbled hard in Canada with this movie. And, yeah. and it they only filmed it in like a month. Damn. According to Wikipedia, Disney has neither confirmed nor denied a fourth feature-length zombies installment, and sources conflict on whether a fourth film is likely to be made. Do you think there is a need for a fourth one? I don't think there's a need. However, I do think there's an opening if they would like to explore it in a few years when the zoe character is old enough to be in high school we pick it up there okay now we make the zombie the main character instead of the human girl the main character but like we're in this world yeah we're still in this world we can still have pop-ins from zed and addison maybe by then they're married with half zombie children i don't know how that works it worked in twilight it can work here and then because now she is the main character and maybe Maybe she falls in love with a, a vampire lady or something, or like, and we. The can queer storyline is up and up and up front, and that yes, is the metaphor. Exactly. Yes, and and she she can be a cheerleader and a zombie at the same time, um, because we've established in the first one that she wants to be a cheerleader, but I don't mm-hmm. think it comes up in either of the sequels. I mean, she's her got, part gets she's got a diminished greatly in the well. No, she's no. In the second one, I, we did talk about the, her weird, wanting the puppy. Yeah, that that's a weird storyline, though. That's so dumb. And then this one, she's like, but it does it does end with her befriending a werepup, which means that she can have a best friend slash sidekick who's a werewolf mm-hmm. in these movies that are going to happen in ten years when the current target audience is old enough to reminisce about these movies on whatever social media platform will be the dominant one at that point. I just hope it's better than Hocus Pocus 2. Um, is there anything else though you know, want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? Every other big discussion point I thought of is a sharp and or a flat. Great, let's get into it. Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. I want to start with flats. Let's do it. We started with flats with the other two, I think. Great. Why did I write down the Wizard of Oz reference for being racist? The college recruiters were like, they make zombies and werewolves. Oh my. Thank you. Yes, that's my yeah. first flat. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a good reference. I'm it's sorry. Not it's not a good reference, college. no. Um, I also flatted the alien's mask face covering thing. Like the werewolf idea I had in the second one with the, uh, the wolf like coming out. I feel like we needed 
some sort of like like a a holographic shield or something yeah like a typical spaceman helmet okay yeah that would have been good wait can i tack on one of mine because it kind of goes with this yeah so i said before that for the most part you can see the budget on screen in this movie i think Uh the one spot where it really falters the silver leggings that the 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 aliens sometimes wear look super cheap and i hate it yeah it the fab- looks exactly like the spirit halloween costume version which is <laughs> not great be if they're like if they're like take the costume off we have to give it to spirit halloween <laughs> i mean i and i worked at spirit halloween last last season and we sold several of those uh zombies alien costumes and great for the kids who are wearing those costumes because they were like this looks exactly like the one in the movie but maybe that's not a good thing for the movie because those costumes were like $25. And then, that's not true. It's Spirit Halloween. They were probably $45, but really worth 15 <laughs> And then that kind of goes into my next flat, which is most of the wigs. <laughs> like, we talked about it. We went, we went at a big professional. <laughs> or give the wig people time to yeah. make it look good. Yeah. Because again, it looks like a lot of these were taken right out of a plastic bag and shaken out, slapped on someone's head. And I'm not a hair and makeup person, so it's sad that I'm noticing it. I feel I honestly feel bad for the those people whose names are attached to this because it's like there's a story. There has to be a story. Yeah, I want to hear that's it. Not, that's not one for the real. I don't, th- and I and and I honestly don't think it's their fault i think maybe there's like a budgetary reason or a time yeah. like there has to have been something yeah. um people got the job for a reason they got the job because they're professionals the blue wig which yeah, yeah which i didn't sharp it but like we we love it that was a yeah. good that was a good wig I, and that I clearly they're like, like you said the way it blends the blue and white looks great yeah so my next flat is Addison's naivete. Girl, you are graduating high school. You are 17, 18 years old in this movie. I know you're you're a dummy McDummerson in the first two movies because you are the white savior slash the white person learning about yeah, how to be the, anti-racist and everything. Yeah, she's the audience surrogate. But which you, is also why if we ever do a Zombies 4, maybe wait until we can make a different character, the audience surrogate, so we don't have to keep saying, why is Addison like this when she's done it three times already? Yes. This I'm like, this, this is your third go-around. Lady, you need to not be like, oh my god, there are aliens? There are fucking werewolves and zombies. Get over <laughs> yourself. I'm sorry. Well, that really pissed me this? off. No, it's okay. But did she do it again when they introduced vampires and mermaids into this world? Was she like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> I didn't know about your history. My last flat, <laughs> which has been my ongoing flat through the whole series, is they break the fourth wall too many times. Oh, work. I hated it. Flat. 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 Future John, have fun editing that. Anyway. Shady, um, what are your flats? Most of mine are extremely petty. It's that it's not the the actual musical music; it's the score music. There's a lot of like doop 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 whenever the aliens are doing something. That's like wacky cartoon music, and yeah. I was not feeling it. 
it's not that it's bad it's that it doesn't fit the movie and it was very distracting copy not enough eliza brie or bonzo which we alluded to before yeah which i mean it's a byproduct of you're introducing a lot more characters you're getting a little more ambitious and you're widening your scope so that's gonna happen it's just unfortunate that those are the characters that kind of fell through the cracks like remember when they all teamed together to go find addison in the second movie i love that we needed that we needed Remember, that. like that the great friendship moments between Addison and Brie, especially the the one that we were fawning over, where she's like, "You're beautiful." You're beautiful. Oh, where is that? I need that. I need you. Where Brie. is that? Again, just a little bugbear of mine. Really, nothing that the movie can help because they needed the conflict. But it's a kids movie, and the message you're sending via your main couple is that you can either be a couple and stay together forever or you can go to different colleges or at least not go to college at all and then you have absolutely no chance of staying together so you can you can do different things after high school and stay together there's also nothing wrong with not staying together forever but this is disney channel so everyone needs to be in a relationship it's just Fuck like it, very even... that like they're like oh Zed has to get into this college not because it's what's best for his future but because he cannot be with Addison anymore if he doesn't get into this college which they even paired Ryan with Kelsey in the third High School Musical movie and you're like why <laughs> beard why two way beard too because she's giving off sapphic vibes no straight girl wears hats like that. I, I was not a fan of like the alien gag of them learning emotions for the first time. I just didn't think it was funny. And it's so much of the movie. It's kind of interesting that, though that like they are only that one emotion throughout the whole movie, except for Aspen. Aspen has a range. Yeah, I did I did like Aspen learning romantic feelings for the first time, but otherwise I didn't like is it Alan? Is that the boy? Yes. The he? He, like, his whole thing was just being super competitive the whole time. And I didn't think it was funny. I'll get to Allie later because she's not one of my flats. She's one of my sharps. Fun fact, there was a cut song in this called What Is This Feeling? Where the rest of the cast describes to Aspen what love is. You know what? If there were a song attached, I might have liked that beat better. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, like, quiet time throughout. Like, there a lot of non-singing time. I'm like, why are we doing book scenes? yeah more Mm -hmm. slapping more slapping with the musical numbers please thank you yeah I was in my pretension bag when I wrote this but I I wrote down that it lacks the allegorical specificity of the previous movie which I think just means that I was able to derive so much from zombies too (laughs) (laughs) I wish people could see me right now I'm like up in a ball after you saying that (laughs) mom's bullying me is what's happening because yeah but you even set it up to be like i was pretentious i I was pretentious it's a pretentious sentence i'm not gonna pretend it's not which actually because i'm not pretending makes it not pretentious so how about that okay um but i think like the allegory allegory in this one while better than the first movie I think is less strong than the second movie because I think 
the second movie the flesh and bone scene is so strong and you're like i'm attaching this to Mm -hmm. a real moment in our current times that will be in history books in the future and this was just kind of like oh yeah we're going more back to like the vague thing this is vaguely an immigrant story so again not really a problem just a nitpick of mine i have a couple more addison's parents suck always always they sucked in the first two movies but now they especially suck because they basically just like admitted to having lied to addison her whole life about not knowing where her white hair comes from well did the dad even the dad didn't even know it's mostly the mom right i guess so then the dad sucks because he's stupid he sucks because he's he lied (laughs) to her his whole life well no they for he enforced her to wear the wig that's how he sucks the mom is a terrible human being for not yeah the mom comes off worse in this movie than she did in i guess the dad remains the same but they sucked from the beginning but he remains the same she got worse because how how are you not going to tell your daughter that this is why you got to give her that uh and you're you're erasing your mother's culture that way whatever so she's a bad mom and a bad daughter anyway this is not a zombies three problem this is a disney plus problem but i could not get the picture and the audio to sync properly and i tried starting it over several times i tried it on my tv i tried it on my ipad i tried it on my laptop and each time it was just a second like half a second off disney plus together get your shit together disney plus (laughs) you got you've literally got that disney money and then my my one thing that's like an actual thing is I feel like this one, while I commend it for being ambitious and having a very wide scope and trying to do a lot of the three movies, this feels the least focused story-wise and the most like this was yeah. supposed to be a season of television and we condensed it down into 90 minutes instead and we lose a lot of character beats. Yeah. This like I know we talked a lot in the first one about how it was supposed to be a, a series and everything and like yeah. you could tell when it was, but this one I'm just like I mean I'm I I miss the secondary characters. I miss Yeah. Hell, they, the tertiary all... characters. The coach is a fucking moron, this one. And like they're I, I appreciate that they're trying to give everyone a small storyline, but they're not doing enough to make it feel like the storyline. Like the whole thing with Wyatt and Eliza, cute that they like each other and they don't know how to admit it to each other, but that's not a real storyline. So why are we kind of wasting time on it? Because they needed Um, to fill the airtime. Yeah. And then there's like things with like Addison does seem in the beginning of the movie, like she's a little bit uncomfortable with the idea that Zed wants to stay together forever because they're so That whole song, that. Yeah. Uh, which which, part of what i like about that song is she seems a little hesitant to be like this is forever she's kind of like no this is for now that's fine too but then like not long afterwards with no real development between it she's like oh yeah i guess i do love zed and i want to be together forever with him and it's like alien powers (laughs) yeah yeah so it's like where did that come from that feels like that was a mini arc in a tv series similar to the first movie it feels like there are minimum three different finales in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, so every once in a while in this section, I have what I like to call a natural. It's neither a sharp nor a flat. In this case, 
it's both at the same time. Oh, okay. And it is Zed. Oh, yeah. Zed is my natural. Because, because his storyline is so stupid. But it's a storyline. However, a lot of his lines are like, how dare you come in and ruin my opportunity? But I'm also going to help you because that's what I've done the last two movies. And you're like, okay, I have so many, I had so many conflicting emotions about him this whole movie. Cause like, yeah. he complains. Where, where, where does he stand? Where does he stand? He, com- he complains about things that are so not important, but then he ultimately will sacrifice anything to help out. But it is like, as far as Zed's character in this movie, it's like, the writers recognized that they needed conflict built into the character relationships. And they knew that Zed was just based on his personality established in the previous two movies. He was a good character to feed a lot of that conflict through, but because he's also one of the two leads, they were afraid to make him not a hero. Like they, they kind of wanted to have their cake and eat it too. And it creates a narrative dissonance because it's a kid's movie. You can just have him be uncomplicatedly a hero throughout the whole thing. It's a kid's movie. You can do that. There are werewolves and zombies and aliens. You literally can do anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, And also like if it were a movie that were targeted for an adult or even a teen audience, I would say, well, that's too black and white. You should deal more with the, ickiness of the shades of gray and everything but a kid's movie you can get away with dealing with uh blacks and whites in terms of morality the the binary Um, of it yeah 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 so you can just make him a an uncomplicatedly good character or you could say we trust our audience enough to still accept him as a protagonist even if he acts like less than a perfect hero throughout this movie well so the other thing about these movies and I don't think we actually touched on it, is that it's also all about perception. Still, to go with the metaphor, like they are taught these these stereotypes about zombies, about werewolves. Mm-hmm. They're figuring... Taught misinformation about their cultures and what their history mm-hmm. is. With the aliens, they come in super strong and a little hostile, but like literally if you listen to their verse in alien invasion they are telling you their wants so they're they're telling you in the song we come in peace we come in peace we renew (laughs) (laughs) um okay john's doing the choreo and i have to say beautiful thank you i tried really hard um (laughs) let's get into sharps my first sharp is winter being on the football team I was Me like, too. I put I, that down as a sharp too. Love I was it. like, you know what? You bre- this this movie is breaking barriers because because <laughs> we 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 talked about the queer. We didn't talk about this. Winter's on the football team, and yeah. God bless her. Um, Which is also, you know, true to life. It's becoming more and more popular for girls to be included on football teams in high school at the high school level, um, and even some lower like a uh, lower division college levels when you get into like division two and division one uh the strength becomes important size becomes a concern 
Yeah. When you're crashing into people at full speed, you don't want to be too undersized. But it is becoming like a much more common thing that women or girls are being accepted onto uh, football teams. Um, I am also sharping RuPaul as mothership. I work uh, another sharp for the insane lyrics because fuck it. I love it. <laughs> I love this album. Judge me all you want, Shady. And you no, I'm not judging you. I love you for it. <laughs> but I love you for it. But and this you could probably agree with me, sharp to the choreography. Sharp a hundred percent. Sharpest sharp, of sharp. Sharpest of sharps because I'm cutting myself on that sharp. Because Don Draco, and I hope I'm saying his name correctly, and I hope I'm using the correct pronouns, followed suit like the last movie's choreographer of the pre-established language with choreography. Come on out. Like, I feel, honestly, and you could rake me over the coals, I felt like it was better than the one in Zombies 2. I thought thought they felt like they were of a piece. They were cohesive with each other but like the the what's the werewolf number in zombies 2 the one that uh, they they utilize this the sticks and everything oh that one is um call of the wild call of the wild i feel like i feel like call of the wild walked so coming out can run and jeté and do twirls <laughs> and backflips all right all right, all right. I don't totally agree, but I definitely don't disagree. I love Come On Out. I love, like, top to bottom. I love that number. Um, I also am sharpening the usage of the they-them pronouns for Aspen. Um, Yes, yes, sharp. Even if it was the one time, great, because that one time is going to speak so loudly to some kid somewhere. Yeah. And that's the important thing. It's going to make someone feel seen. Yes. It's going um, to make someone feel like that's what I am too. Me I want to I want to sharp our new cast members, uh the the Alien Trio, Terry Hugh, Matt Cornette and Kira Tanton. I'm hoping I'm saying all of their names correctly. Um and also my last sharp is for the costume design. Get it, Trisha Baker. You have redeemed yourself from the second movie. Okay, can I jump off of that right there? That is my last one. Go right ahead. Okay, great. Because one of my sharps is specifically Addison's uh, evolution through her costuming. So we talked a little bit in the first one, all of the humans and the cheerleaders, when they're not in their cheer uniforms, they are wearing solids for the most part, Uh all pale blue, baby pink, and it's mostly solids. And it looks like it's mostly like a cotton or some sort of lightweight material. Uh, by the end of zombies when they're doing zombie block party or whatever it's called she's got a dress on that has a print that incorporates darker colors to sort of show the blending of the the zombies and the humans together i noticed it in zombies 2 for the first time when i was rewatching it for this podcast and i didn't say it last episode because i wanted to wait to see what happened in this one I'm pointing at my TV. (laughs) That does nothing. That does nothing. Anyway, so I noticed in the second one, Addison was still mostly wearing uh, pastels, blue and pink, went out of her cheer costume, but she was starting to add like a denim jacket, which is a heavier material, or little hints of like accessorizing with like, even if it's just white, it's it's breaking up the the monochrome a little bit. 
Um, so she's becoming, she's incorporating more diversity just into her wardrobe. And in this one, she's again, adding heavier materials. She's wearing jeans instead of just like, you know, little cotton hoops, like not hoops. Sundresses uh, or something. Skirts. Yeah. Like she wears a lot of skater skirts and stuff in the first movie. And in this, she's wearing a lot of like jeans um, and she's blending more prints together. She wears during Ain't No Doubt About It. She's got checkered pants on a denim jacket it's still pale blue but it's incorporating materials that we have learned to associate with the zombies and then the prints which nobody's really wearing prints too much but the aliens wear prints they do and and their leggings are printed i love aspen's and then addison's like pleating detail that happens that i love i don't love the metallic spandexy i like the design i like the the design the the silhouette if you will okay okay because like and i do like that the print on the leggings is like a circuitry like a robotic circuitry thing i have to go back oh damn i have to go back and rewatch this movie (laughs) oh oh darn oh darn (laughs) oh shoot uh what, so, yeah so so and i noticed you know there's another i think it's um exceptional zed she's wearing like a tie-dye shirt and again it's monochrome but it's still tie-dye so she's incorporating more diversity into her wardrobe and i it, it increases yeah it's not something i noticed the first time i watched any of these movies it's something i noticed this time around where i was like oh cool little story like we we see a lot of the narrative being told through wardrobe in these movies, but that's a subtle way of doing it. Yes. Um, I sharped specifically the aliens choreo. Yeah. I love their choreography. I love that they're doing like robot stuff. I noticed that Meg Donnelly and Milo Mannheim were promoted to executive producers for this one. So good for them. Sharp for them. Um, also, I did was just doing like cursory digging around on uh, Wikipedia and I realized that Milo Mannheim is the son of Cameron Mannheim, which is a sharp for me because she was Toby in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. I love Cameron Mannheim. She was also on Ghost Whisperer. Cameron Mannheim Jennifer. was also in the revival of Spring Awakening with Deaf West. Oh, I didn't because... even know that. Because she is bilingual, she knows ASL. Girl, I love her. Mm-hmm. So, I love Milo must Whisperer. know ASL. Milo, do something where you could utilize ASL. That would be dope. I, I'm saying this like he's he's listening. God, I hope so. We love hey, you, Milo. In this. I I love you on School Spirits. Uh, do ASL in it. Um, that doesn't fit your character at all. But um, what else? Oh, and also, as much as I said that a lot of the humor and the gags with the aliens fell flat for me, the one thing that kept me giggling throughout the movie was Allie wanting to vaporize people. Oh, my God. And I I love that that's kind of, because we talked last episode about how each group has, like, their own bimbo character. She's kind of the bimbo for the aliens, but it's not that she's dumb. It's just that she keeps forgetting to not say vaporize. Well, so it's... It's interesting that her and Winter are the same, basically, because mm-hmm. Winter was very violent in the second one. And then even in this one, they repeated her joke where she's like, too far? And then Zed's like, just right! <laughs> yeah, you're oh. right. 
You're totally right. I love Ali. Ali's my favorite of the aliens. I'm loving that they're showing that anyone can be aggressive. Hey yo. Any more sharps? Any fl- any more flats? Any more? Um, any more? Other sharps are things that you sharped, so I don't want to be redundant. Great. Would you <laughs> add any of the songs to your life's playlist? I mean, I listened to this whole goddamn album. <laughs> uh, this one I'm only going to add two. It and it's uh, "Come On Out" because the werewolf song. Hi, mm-hmm. am I predictable? Um, and then <laughs> ain't no doubt about it because it's my favorite song across all three movies, probably. I mean. The only one that I really skip is Exceptional Zed Reprise. But mm. like sometimes I listen to it. <laughs> That's okay. And I okay. and I, I listen to the to the sad group number that is someday. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do I do like that reprise. And and how I like how they incorporate the other characters too. Like I like which lines they give to which characters. So you know what? I'll add that too. Okay. And I like the finale song, uh the name I can't think Nothing of. Nothing right but now. love. Yeah, but it's very short. Mm-hmm. And it feels very much like that could be a three-minute song. It feels like it's only like a two-minute song. Um, Hold on. I will tell you how long it is. It's three minutes and two seconds. Mm, it feels shorter than that. I feel like because also a lot of it is just like random verse people singing a line. Like no mm. one really has a verse. I feel like it's also, maybe I'm wrong. I'm pulling this from my memory. I feel like it's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, end of song. It's not like, it should be a song that's like verse, chorus, dance break, chorus, dance break, bridge, (laughs) verse, change, chorus, 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 (laughs) chorus leading to an explosive finale. Exactly. And it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't have, it should be more final than what it is because you know what it should be you know it should be to use another disney movie it should be in high school musical three the song high school musical high school musical Mm -hmm. that's that's the only song from high school musical three that i know offhand but like that's what it should be it should have the same vibes yeah granted that well no because that i feel like this I have to agree with you. I feel like this is the end of the Zed and Allison story. Yeah. Addison. Yeah. I keep calling to call her Allison. I don't know why. The Zed and Addison story. It is we're done. We're yeah. done. They're graduating. But They're like in graduation robes. If Glee didn't listen to me, I know zombies is not gonna listen to me. So <laughs> but on that note, Shady. Yeah. We're done with the franchise. I'm surprised it didn't kill us. Haha. Uh-huh. Zombies. <laughs> uh, what do you have to plug or promote? Well, you know, if you like the zombies movies, I will promote this, the show School Spirits on Paramount Plus. Much darker than these, but you get Milo Mannheim as a dumb, dead football player. Um, I also recommend the film, or I would like to plug the film Shaky Shivers, which I had nothing to do with, but it's got werewolves and zombies in it, and it's very stupid fun. Um, I mean, I'm this is also we are it, it is also spooky season, so like these are some good spooky spooky season spooky wrecks. Yeah, these are not things that I am professionally involved with on any level. I have not been professionally involved with anything. Neither. That's not, 
neither am I. So we can for like 10 years. Let's plug it. Um, but and, and then also I'll plug my own personal Twitter account at Cookie Shady. What dessert are you today, Shady? I have one. I have one. Do you have one? I have one, but you go. You're a moon pie. There we go. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say cosmic brownie, but moon pie is better because it ties in aliens and werewolves. I do like cosmic brownies though. Cosmic brownies are great. They're so fucking good. Yeah. So <laughs> moon pies for werewolves, cosmic brownies for aliens, and chromatico Oreos for zombies. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what we said for zombies too, but yeah, we're going with all of this. We are we are <laughs> retconning like things like to do. <laughs> and then also um i have a podcast with john that is currently dead but will someday be reanimated and that is called movie deja vu and we did once do an episode on zombies versus descendants i don't even remember was, that episode i only remember it because i think i was the one who edited it and it was pretty unhinged <laughs> <laughs> so i highly recommend that episode featuring our friend Susie, who is a a wig person a wig master yes so wiggy wiggy wigs were discussed she's got opinions she's got expertise and we're just like we don't la know la disney movie. we just know it's wrong <laughs> that that wig in the first one Woof, Woof. bro. <laughs> bro, um, dude. And if you were a wig person on Zombies 3, <laughs> I'd love to hear your story. Please tell me your story. If you were involved in this movie at all, please tell me your story because it's a COVID movie and I would love to hear your experience. You can email me at buttasongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttasongpod. I feel like there's some questions that I asked or in either in any of the three episodes. So if you have answers yeah. to them, let me know. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, well, because it is spooky season, uh, we are doing a second chance of Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. That movie is one of my guilty pleasures. I know I should hate it and I don't. <laughs> I'm with you right there. Um, (laughs) Shady, thank you so much for letting me force you to go on this journey of the Zombies trilogy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for having foisted this whole franchise upon you in the first place. Are you, though? Because I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry at all. (laughs) It has brought both of us so much joy. In different in different in different movies. But we I can dis- recognize. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm saying it right now. I don't dislike a single one of these movies. Yeah. I just like some of them more than others. Yeah. No, that is a fair assessment. Yeah. I I have And I my... probably should dislike all three of them. I sh- I should because they are they are the typical child actor that I hate. The stereotypical child actors that I hate, but they were Especially in the this movie, one. Especially in this one. Movie. Coach is like the stereotypical Disney adult. And I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. They've got a handle on tone. And that's important. Mm-hmm. You can have uh, any tone you want as long as you know what it is. And thank you everyone for listening. And bye for now. Woo! 
Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.